0: And I wanted, by the end of the campaign, for them to just not even think twice about destroying a swath of um, (laughs) civilians trying to escape. For for the
1: good of uh, the world map. They've been on an emotional journey. Yeah. Hi, everybody, this is Soren Johnson, and you are listening to Designer Notes, a podcast about why we make games. Today, we are talking to independent game developer Brendan Chung, best known for his work on Adam Zombie Smasher, 30 Flights of Loving, and Quadrilateral Cowboy. Now, this is intentionally like a bad question. Sure. This is like just a stupid thing to ask, but like you get to the end. Then there's, like, this weird race, and I guess, do you fall over? I don't remember exactly, but, like, yeah. wh- what does this mean? Uh, the, it doesn't have to mean something, right? Sure. But, like, yeah. I don't know what else to say.
0: It's it's meant to be uh, an interesting ending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it technically qualifies for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that, and so... Generally, when I when I make something uh, more story based, mm-hmm. um, I start with the ending, mm-hmm. like because I think like the ending is kind of the 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 very last thing you see is kind of like your your last lingering memory. So it's got to be it's got to it's got to pay off somehow. Um, and then I kind of work, and then because I like intros, I'll I'll have this like idea of what I want for the intro, um, and then like I'll just kind of like try to tie the two together somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that ending was basically, like, the whole, like, reason for Gravity Bone, basically. Um. Because? Uh, just because, like, I wanted to see it exist in the world of having this ending of these sepia-toned, uh, memories. Out okay. There. Like, this is, this, I want to see a first-person, like, shooter mm, have this it, kind absolutely. of finale. This will be, yeah, this will be yeah, I want to see this happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you were jumping away from the perspective, like the player's actual perspective, which is kind of unique. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I, I mean, it must have been ten years ago I played it, so I still remember it, right? <laughs> so, um, Great. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So you, were made, you made Gravity Ball. So you were, obviously, I guess you weren't completely satisfied at work.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, like, the games that they were making were, uh, were, we're cool, but um, like there were stuff that I wanted to just play with, and right. I mean I can't.
1: Ex- so why don't you think you were satisfied just making like kind of more traditional video games?
0: I think uh, because you like you yeah. like those games, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Um, I think part of it was just I don't know. There's there's just kind of a simplicity to small projects. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a straightforwardness. Um and I think once like you're part of a project of a certain scale, um and plus you're you're part of a um you're part of a company, so like the part that you work on is kind of this this small little piece of, of yeah. a very, very large machine. Um and for me like having like done so much like map work and like mod work, um I was just I kind of missed that feeling of making something really stupid and really, like, uh, just doing something on a whim.
1: Yeah, something that wasn't a bunch of people hadn't thought about.
0: Yeah, and, like, the things that I want to do just wouldn't really pass muster at, you know... uh, it wouldn't pass a design meeting.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I, yeah. Huh. I'm just thinking about how, like, you know, I have a, you know, I've had my design ideas as well. Usually they're within the parameters or something that, like, right. the company could say yes or no to, where, like, you know, there's not even anything for you to talk to Yay about, right? Like, <laughs> I want to make a shooter where there's no guns and it's, like, 15 minutes long and it's totally weird. It's, it's a hard sell. It's <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> <So, laughs> not even a conversation, right? Like, yeah. so they don't even say no. They're like...
0: <laughs> it's a different language. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah okay so but would you think this was kind of just like you might just always kind of make the stuff on the side or like did you have ideas of like yeah maybe I'd like to try to somehow do this for real or
0: right Um, so I was I think around this time um, Steam was becoming this was 2000 I don't know 9 or so 9 really
1: no must be earlier
0: than that. Well, no, Steam was always there, right. but this was a point that um, I think uh, I think Braid and Super Meat Boy kind of yeah, gained prominence. Right. It was like, whoa, these are games that. But
1: what, I, what I'm saying, when did you oh. join Pandemic? Oh, I
0: joined in 2005.
1: Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yep. So we were a little farther than the timeline, than I thought right? We okay, right. so yeah, you've been there for few, you know worked on a couple of projects. So yeah, it was about 2009. Yeah, definitely.
0: right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so Steam was gaining traction. Yep. And like. You saw you were starting to see games there that like uh, were making uh, money to support a company, but were still being made by super tiny teams. Yeah, um,
1: and they didn't have a huge scope necessarily. Yeah,
0: they didn't have a huge scope. I was like, what? What's happening here? Mm, yeah. Um, and around this time, uh, XNA or X, Xbox Live Indie Games yes. was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Xbox limited games was gonna blow up the game industry. I thought. I thought
1: it was too. I think there's an interesting story you written about like how that failed because they it, it seemed like a good effort at least at the yeah. start, yeah. right? Like yeah. you know,
0: X and A is great.
1: Yeah, and like, it's funny, like, what's the fundamental difference? I mean, I guess it's like basically how the company promotes it, but like, what's the fundamental difference between like? Xbox L-Y-G or whatever was the you know, what was call? it called Xblig. Xblig, yeah yeah <laughs> what's, the, what's the difference between that and like just the App Store right
0: yeah I mean, um,
1: like, like like technically right. there's no difference yeah it's just that the App Store wasn't competing with another thing that Apple was trying to sell you I guess right yes yeah uh, App but,
0: Store is App Store yeah and nothing else
1: but X-Blig could have been I think a big thing yeah right
0: um I remember like being a uh, visiting the the, the X, Xbox indie games kind of forms a lot. Mm-hmm. and I remember at that time the big like sticking point with the people there was that the um, the storefront for these indie games was kind of like buried yeah. I think like two or three menus deep right yeah and if you're if you're that, like you might as well not exist yeah. at that point. Um, I mean, if
1: Xbox wasn't trying to like do their own live arcade live arcade thing. Right. If like they didn't center this into live I mean, I, you know, they were trying to figure this stuff out too. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, I don't I have all the sympathy for the world for them of yeah, trying yeah. to like I understand why it went and, this way. It was just yeah. kind
1: of like I, if anything, I feel a shame for like the tech team that put this all together because like like they did it. Yeah. Right? Like it totally could have worked. It just yeah. kind of like fell into this marketing business black hole thing.
0: Because like so. the XNA framework, I think like to this day, is this incredibly clean, streamlined, elegant uh, free thing. Yeah. For to use Um, and like, uh, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I, I have a little feelings about this. Yeah, shit, so. yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, but you, but at this time, that was one of the things you identified as like a reason of like, Oh great. I can latch onto this.
0: Yeah. so uh, you thought
1: you were going to sell games through the console, games through the Xbox.
0: Right. So I, I started,
1: did you quit pandemic at this point?
0: Uh, so my plan was, um, I would work on my, uh, side project for my spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time a pandemic we had started our um, kind of a new project that got canceled um, and I thought okay I'm going to work on like my, my day job I'm going to work on a pandemic night time I'm going to go home and like tinker on this thing and which, then when which, I which game one did this uh, been? this was you Flotilla know. Flotilla okay um, I thought okay when I finish kind of developing this side project I'm going to you know uh, leave and try doing independent stuff and see how that goes um, and then pandemic was shut down.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the choice was taken
0: away from you. Right. So oh. That, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> so, uh, I have, I have, like, I had been thinking about doing stuff on my own for a while. So I had done some savings that pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was
1: been one of the fastest, like, acquisitions and then closings, like... Like, you must have, like, there's so, yeah, wait, whatever, this is probably a whole other. <laughs> We'd probably not waste too much time on that, but, like, that that seems like that was crazy. But at any rate, yeah, so I mean, it,
0: just, just really quickly on that is that, at least from my experience as um, a lowly designer who uh, was not, like, privy to higher on? level stuff, uh, I didn't really feel the the, the strong arm of EA <laughs> kind of touch me, but, um, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the the company was shut down, and um, I decided. Well, I mean, okay, I guess I'll finish this thing yeah. and release it and see what happens. Okay. Um, uh, turns out, Xbox Live Indie Games was uh, did not really generate. Okay, but my... so
1: you did release it on yeah,
0: and I thought it was going to be my primary <laughs> platform. <laughs> And Had
1: you, but I mean, there weren't other examples on of exploit successes, right? At that
0: point, uh, you know, I. Yeah, I want to say there was. Maybe but you didn't I don't do know the that. full market research. <laughs> <laughs> Could be because uh, I do have friends that all did. I know was wish- like
1: that dishwasher game did all right, right? Right,
0: that one did well, and, and um, then, um, someone I'm working with right now, he his his game did well on exploit. So I mean, I knew that it was possible. Yeah. Um. So okay. I mean, I. Like, I thought Flotilla was good, and, like, I thought, like, I spent a lot of time making the UI work for the controllers and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I just couldn't get any traction, yeah. um, but Steam did, uh-huh. and, like, um, it, yeah.
1: How did you get up on Steam at this point? This was kind of like in the early yeah, days. Yeah, this was the early
0: days, and I think what happened was I... Um, because,
1: yeah, it's interesting, x was actually an open platform yes. at this time, and like, Steam totally wasn't. Steam so. was not,
0: yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so at this time, Steam Greenlight did not exist, and I think what I did was I just released the game on my own website. Oh, okay. And it got some, like, reviews from, like, Rock Paper Shotgun and like, different places, and...
1: How do you think they noticed it? I have no idea. No,
0: I oh, I emailed them.
1: <laughs> well, that's, okay. That's <laughs> we had a mystery, and then the mystery kind of contracted really quickly. There, that was like the world's shortest mystery story.
0: <laughs> Who knew? Who knows how they found it? Out? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a mystery.
1: <laughs> okay, you emailed. Uh, me.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I emailed just every single like, I don't care if your blog has two yeah. readers on it. I'm going right, to send right. you a key. Okay, great. Um, I, I mean, that was a sudden, Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I did that, and so they I think, wrote about it, and then you started yeah, I think some s- copies. Steam got wind of like, oh, okay, the game, and they picked it up.
1: Oh, um, did they contact you? Right. Oh, really? They 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 contact you directly. You were uh, trying to like yes.
0: get on it? Uh, I, I think I did, but then like I don't know. It, You're not sure it, if
1: it, like they were responding to you or if they did it like out of the blue, basically. Because that's like the email that right. changed your life, right? Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah. They, I think they caught wind of all these reviews and stuff, and uh-huh. they in me. Um, yeah, and that was like, uh, that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet because I could, I could pay my rent. I could like, yeah. You know, How get, much were
1: you selling like through your? Were you selling more through your site than the Xbox?
0: No. Oh yes. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: Ouch. Yeah. Like, how yeah. much were you selling on your site?
0: I think it was so, ten. I think it was ten dollars.
1: No, not the price. How many were you selling?
0: Oh, how? Oh, like I. I don't remember the numbers, but it was it was not. It was not. I mean, it's it it, helped, you know, out.
1: This is what happens, right? Yeah, it's normal. that's normal. Um, <laughs> all right. So then you got up on Steam and like, yeah. Did you like? Did immediately have like a reasonable number of people buying it and like?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think, I mean, I can only guess there were. I think there were like less game of Steam at that time. And, sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was two thousand ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like it sold, it sold well. Uh, not not Lamborghini, well, right. but like, yeah, I, I could, I could pay my rent, I could get food. Yeah, um, it was like
1: ten bucks on Steam, probably. Ten bucks on Steam, right, oh, yeah. right, right. Okay. All right so you're able to, you were able to be self-sufficient at that point,
0: yeah, I mean that just funded you know everything else after that yeah yeah well that's cool. How did you feel uh it was wild because <laughs> like i I think at this time I was still kind of like half-heartedly applying to studios yeah, like sure. oh I should this is stupid why why am I even trying to do this this is uh um this is kind of like such a such a pipe dream yeah um but yeah it turns out people people wanted to play it yeah. and uh, yeah.
1: So the timing of pandemic getting shut down and Steam starting to take on Indies, like basically, it was fortunate those were like closely
0: related you know, <laughs> closely timed events, basically. So yeah, I mean, at pandemic, a lot of us would always talk about, you know, there there's so much games we want to make. We should just like go and do our own thing yeah. like, have the creative freedom. Um, man, and I don't think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> and I. I actually, honestly, don't think I ever would have actually left.
1: Really? Even though you were, like, thinking about it? You'll never... I mean, like, having a, having the choice taken away from you, like... Right. You'll never know, obviously. And yeah. So, but you don't think you would have done it, huh? Um, I think...
0: I, yeah, I mean, just the idea of leaving... Just, I think the, the economy was actually particularly bad at sure. this time, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the idea of leaving this uh steady uh income of money. Um this place that I didn't like and sure, like there are yeah. people there that I loved a lot and like I was learning so much every day. And the idea of like saying like, you no, I'm not gonna work here anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you yeah. was like uh, I'm not sure if I could have done that. Um
1: because you could have kept still releasing like your little projects on the side anyway, right? Uh
0: for free. Yeah, for free. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, free. yeah, 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 yeah. you can
1: run your side business. Yeah. That's it's not super super great.
0: Um
1: yeah. yeah. Huh, it's interesting. Um, I
0: don't know. That's just I mean, point I point.
1: I believe based off of like your creative output that like eventually, you know, even maybe been 5 years down the road. Like
0: Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, who knows?
1: Yeah, you know, these are those things. Yeah. <laughs> huh. um, okay. Cool. So, after Flotilla came, was it M Zombie Smasher next, or what? Uh,
0: After Flotilla, I released a game called Air Forte. Oh, okay. Which was an educational game.
1: Yeah, that's the one game I haven't played. And, like, someone told me the other day, like, oh, it's an educational game. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) No one's played it. (laughs) What
1: what are talking about? What do you mean it's an educational game?
0: Sophomore slump. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it, uh, it did not really sell.
1: Uh, so uh, I thought, why I, did you make an educational game?
0: Well, okay. The problem so, was
1: no educational games on Steam. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> that I don't, I don't that was
1: not what you were thinking. I don't anyway, even know go what ahead.
0: What thinking. Uh, So after Flotella, uh, I kind of had a um, how would you say it? Kind of like a crisis. Okay. Where I I thought, oh, whoa! I just like. Um, I just made this video game and released it, and people are buying it mm-hmm. and then like, I, I took a step back and I thought, you know with my like with my skill set and like my uh, with, with what I'm able to do mm-hmm. uh, I'm using it to make video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they should do something greater for the world I, yeah
0: is, you know, i wow. I felt like,, wow. what am I doing with my life and like, I, I had done commercial stuff at Pandemic, like, and, yeah. and at least two titles, but there's something about, like, going, making my own thing in my own spare time and, like, putting so much, like, time and effort into it. And then, oh, it's just kind of, like, is entertainment. It's just it's this throwaway thing. Um, wow, think, that's... Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fascinating that it happened, because, like, it seems like you finally did the thing that you really kind of would have wanted to do your whole life. And like totally on your own, like it seems like you did it right. Yes. Like, and then you suddenly were like, "Oh, I shouldn't be doing this."
0: And then once you actually do it, that's when you kind of well, this one's kind of felt that like, "Wait, this is what I wanted all this time. This is what I was building." Was there up part
1: to. of you that was like not letting yourself enjoy? This just seems really. It seems like you should be a therapist here to figure out what happened here. <laughs> like that just seems really strange.
0: Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that? I mean, I guess. I guess there was just something about kind of like looking at what I don't know if it's getting too like navel gazy but like looking at what video games are and like, mm-hmm. is it just this thing that we do to kill time? Is this yeah. just just this thing to like have fun with and then move on? Um, so then I made Air Forte as kind of like oh, I mean, I I wanted to somehow <coughs> contribute to the world in some manner. That's yeah. not um, in some way. Yeah, um, And I sold no copies. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> what, like, what, how was it educational?
0: Okay, so it was a game about um, uh, grammar, mm, math, geography, and vocabulary. Or, yeah, th- those three things. Um, and you played a little airplane that flew around okay. from the top view. And so let's say... Um, Let's say the level was, like, uh, countries or, or uh, um, verbs. Mm. And then there will just be, like, a bunch of words floating around. Okay. And then you would try to steer your airplane into, like, the verbs on the level. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, you could say it's educational, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun by itself. I okay.
1: don't know. Okay. Um, huh. uh, but yeah, do, no. do people buy it now? They're, like... Oh, Blendo Games. I like this guy's game. What else is like? Oh, Air Forte. What is this?
0: I I have. So, the people who who come up to me and say like, "Hey, I you know, I enjoy your stuff," and like I played this and this. The people who have said, "Hey, I've played Air Forte," I can count on less than one hand. <laughs> it's um, it's not not a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. No. All
1: right. Is it, is it up on Steam?
0: It is on Steam. It's on Steam. Yeah. All right. It's, it's got it got picked up on Steam. Available
1: now, folks. Yeah. All right. Sh- check it out.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like it. I okay. Mean, it's. I think it's fun. of it's. You, I think it's super li- charming. <laughs> but what do you like?
1: You, I mean, it's just the just the motion and moving the plane around and doing the things like. Uh, well, just, there's things. I mean, it could be fun. I,
0: don't, I mean, it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like that could is inherently not fun, right? Right, right?
1: Like steering planes and flying around things. Yeah. Be I
0: fun. mean. Yeah. There's just. Like, there's that there's the gameplay um, but there's also like the there's like story stuff in it Mm -hmm. that I think is kind of fun it has one of my favorite endings that no one will ever see because no one ever plays it (laughs) is
1: it tied into your like your like meta narrative it is okay it
0: is this is uh yeah um it's because flotilla had a bunch of like space animals and so the animals all return to this adventure okay (laughs)
1: Okay, so is Adam Zombie Smasher next, or was there something else? Oh
0: uh, yeah, it's yeah okay. Next. All right, so
1: how did that how did that project start?
0: So Adam Zombie Smasher, um, actually, Adam Zombie Smasher, the prototype was before Flotilla. Okay. Um, so Adam Zombie Smasher used to be an Xbox Live Indie Games game.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh, I seem to remember there was like a version where you had a controller.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's okay. the one. Then later on, I, I, you know, figured out Xbox, Xbox Live. Xbox Indie Games was not really like the, the route that I was going to take, so I made everything all mouse centric and keyboard centric. Um, and it was kind of made so the original like um, starting point for it was there are these. There's a there's a language called Processing. Okay. And someone online made this demo using processing of like this zombie infection simulator, where it's just like a bunch of green dots moving around, mm-hmm. and then you 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 drop like one pink dot in there, and then suddenly like the colors just start like infecting everyone yeah um, so I thought, whoa, this
1: is like this is cool
0: yeah it's, it's cool. There's a simulation, it feels like a video game like mm-hmm. this what if you combined this with an RTS mm-hmm. um, with some like tower defense stuff? Yeah. Uh, so then I started doing that. Um, like I tried. So I mean, we talked about RTSs earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm super bad at them. So mm-hmm. I want, like, I want to make an RTS that, like, I would enjoy playing. Because mm-hmm. like one of my big problems with RTS games is that um, I'll be playing, I'll be playing, I'll be playing, and then suddenly like I'll find my tanks on the west side are just like smoking husks. Right. I'm Like I don't. All something right. I don't, yeah. Something happened there, but I don't know what. Right. Um. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to make it just like one map. One you screen. See, yeah, one screen. You yeah. see everything, there's <laughs> like complete, uh, no hit information no anymore. Yep. Um, yeah. and like I was really into the games, um, ground control and myth. Uh-huh. Like these really like tight games that are just about these small units tactics. Um, Uh, like there's no base building there's no none of that stuff you just get to the meat and potatoes immediately Um, yeah I sort of started building that out Mm -hmm. Um, and like it went through a lot of design iteration the earlier design had uh, what was it you had to rescue everyone before a timer expired
1: completely okay
0: it was horrible. Yeah, and that's
1: like, a really hard. Like <laughs> so that would be really hard. Although it like, seems like it's like the natural, it's like thematically the obvious thing. Like, yeah, wait, yeah. save everyone. But what if someone gets infected? Save so uh, everyone who's not infected.
0: Right, you just had to save like all the human beings that are alive at that time. So I think one of the strategies was to so you inten- just wait. To <laughs> You're like, well, I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, this is... all right. Uh, anyway, so anyways, so yeah, there yeah, were there were some yeah. issues. Um, <laughs> uh, so then, like, I started thinking about um, something I really like in video games, something that Thief does incredibly well, is that if you get caught, the game does not enter the, like, immediate fail state. Right. The game continues going, it just kind of, like, changes the, uh, um, how the world kind of operates. Like, everyone's <coughs> in heightened security now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to do the same thing, so, for Amazon Smasher, like, if you don't kind of uh, complete the mission in the set amount of time. The mission doesn't end. It just becomes nighttime. And during nighttime, just a billion zombies (laughs) into the screen. (laughs) But it gives you the... the, the...
1: I don't remember now. I thought nighttime just came on a timer.
0: Yeah, so there's a timer, but then uh, on all um, entryways into the city, zombies will just start, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that. But right. uh, you said like it, you were comparing it to thief, right? right. So that says, that implies the player did something that causes like the zombies to invade.
0: Oh, uh, I guess what you mean yeah. Well, I guess I guess in my mind the timer was kind of like the, the, the fail state, yeah, yeah. but like uh, instead of just ending the game.
1: Oh, like, so it, oh, I I get it. I get it. So right. there wasn't a hard timer, right? It's a right. soft timer. Soft timer, right? Exactly. You know, that that
0: makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like
1: you gotta rescue them. You, there's there's a reason to hurry. Because something bad is
0: coming. Yeah, Yeah. but even when that bad thing... It's kind of like the ghost in Spelunky, where it's like... Yeah, totally. You should be leaving now, but we're not going to kill you immediately. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, no, that's a good solution. Right, yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, cool. So so you had the dots going around. Um, Did you have, like, the the city maze? Was that something you figured out pretty early?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was not... It was extremely... Uh, it was those, not. It's not a complex. Are those procedural? It is. Those, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so it just like divides up all the streets, mm-hmm. and then just kind of like crams in as many buildings as it can. Right. Um, and it's a grid, and the like, yep. grids are like really easy to do. Right. Um, but, yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Um, so did it come together like quickly, like at this point, or?
0: Yeah, uh, I think the entire production time was about six months
1: wow okay
0: um
1: after you kind of came back to it
0: right yes yeah yeah and i think about three of those months um so at what was it like in
1: the xbox version
0: like, In the we, Xbox version, were it was... you character around? You were driving a giant cursor around, and it was kind of like a more of an arcade game, because you were just, like, dropping down bombs everywhere. Oh, to,
1: like, kill the zombies? Oh, right, okay. yeah.
0: All right. Um, so,
1: so it did morph significantly when it went to the... It's a very different PC. flavor, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I forgot what I was saying.
1: Well, so, uh, I mean, one of the things that would come up is there's, like, mm, how many different, like, basically, like, weapons There's probably, like...
0: 10 I, or something.
1: I mean, the number doesn't necessarily matter, but like, was this, like, which ones did you start out with? Like, there's some like obvious ones or
0: like... Yeah, I think the bomb one was the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original Xbox version had um, a single bomb, mm-hmm. it had a carpet bomb, which is like right. a line of bombs, and had napalm, mm-hmm. which kind of just left this like glowing, deadly stuff on the ground. Right. Um. And the new version or the the PC version, uh, it was all about Um, kind of giving more interesting things than just bombs because bombs is kind of like uh, it's fun, but you're kind of like limited in your creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, so it became more about like manipulating the dots. So like, here's the dot that attracts all the zombies. Mm. Here's the dot that you know it's a landmine. Here's the one that's like a time explosive. Yeah. Um, which to be clear, a lot of these lifted from Company Heroes. So (laughs) credit where it's due. It's a
1: yeah, I was just about to bring up the sniper, for example. Which <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Although it feels like, I mean, the sniper to me plays a more interesting role in Adam Zombie Smasher because it's like creating these different lanes, right? Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you know, you don't have the same like simple geometric thing that you you got in you know in a uh, company. It's not the same company heroes. It's more messy, right? Um, so yeah, well, that's cool. So one of the things I think really worked well that Adam Zombie Smasher is so I, you'll have to remind me exactly how it works but mm-hmm. you kind of have different tools each mission yes um, were those dictated or did you give them do you give me like a choice of like four out of six or
0: something like uh, that how it works? you are so the fiction is they're all mercenaries right and so every month um, the mercenaries are not at your beck and call like you're yeah. kind of at their mercy so um, you'll just be given four mercenaries any given month
1: so you have no choice about you it yeah zero choice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah did you try it differently
0: I did not.
1: You just went for that right away. Yeah. Huh. And
0: with further playtesting, I probably should have. Uh, I mean, so later on, after you pro- game, wait, wait,
1: wait, you probably should have. What I
0: probably should have added more um, rules for what units you get.
1: Oh, oh. So you you're not saying you should have let the player choose, right? So no, 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 you no, should have yeah. like analyzed the level and figured out this might be the most interesting.
0: Yeah, or some sort of like. Um, so what I what I ended up adding later on is a. Optional modifier um, called Combatant, I think. Mm -hmm. And basically every month it gives you at least one unit that can kill zombies. Okay. Because some months... You, you just get, anything. you just get a, a wall of barricades yeah, and yeah, yeah. the attraction beacon and like,
1: oh, okay, I all right. We we just sort of similar problem that with that in the, like the black market and off-world, mm-hmm. which is like there's like seven items out of like eighteen or nineteen, and initially, once they add those items, like oh, this will be great, just totally random, right? But then sometimes you end up in a mission where like if all the items are like nice items, you know, and you're like, uh, you know, and, like, and you just realize there's a certain, certain ones you always need. You, you need either the MP or the Power Surge, and you always need, like, the Mutiny or the, the uh-huh. Dynamite, because then, like, the off-road market is, like, there's no real way to, like, target it, right? And so, so it's, like, yeah, it's, like, randomness but with with right. some simple rules to, yeah. like, guide it. To
0: yeah. make the make, to make the game work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, so I thought just the general concept, though, of, like, taking away player choice mm-hmm. there was, like, great. Because mm-hmm. this is the promise a lot of these games have, where they give, like, here's these tools, and either it's, like, you get good to the first ones you grab, and then you're like, well, okay, I know there's this new option, but I'm not going to, I don't know, I'm just going to stick with what works. Uh, or there's just one that's overpowered, and, like, everyone, like, goes for it. And, yeah. Like, like it it... It's maybe sometimes it designers may feel like it's, it's heavy handed to just be like, here's your choices this time around, but like, I mean, it's a great way to make the player like actually explore the Definitely. space of the game, right? So, like, um,
0: Anthony Birch does this one great like playthrough of Far Cry 3 mm-hmm. in which he has this like very specific rule he gave himself of like no guns, yeah, no right. projectiles. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the most amazing things ever because like the game still works great, but giving yourself this like very specific role yeah. just like expands the what you can do so so much more.
1: The Civ community has stuff like that <laughs> too. Yeah, there's the the one city challenge, which is like you can't build any settlers the whole game, <laughs> which is interesting. And although my favorite is the always war scenario. What that means is like as soon as you, de- whenever you have someone contacts you, the only thing you can do is declare war. <laughs> That's great. And you can never make peace. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's it's like it's what the really good players do when they get bored of the game, basically. Right. Um, right. And yeah, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like players will kind of ruin their own game for themselves. Oh yeah, right. Like <laughs> if if we're not like pushing new new options on them, right?
0: Like when I play a first person shooter, I just pick my one gun. <laughs> And I just stick with it the entire time. And I'm, I can feel the designers cringing because, like, but you know, this one works and yeah, it feels yeah, yeah. good. So why would I change it? Yeah, a
1: lot of people have a very specific style for those type of games. And, like, they may play 12 of them, but, like, probably their playthroughs are, like, <laughs> extremely similar for, like, all these variety of games, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Which is why, like, um, Ground Control and Myth are mm-hmm. so good to me because, like, at the beginning of every mission, they just give you. Like here's here's some some dwarves and archers mm-hmm. Completely objective, yeah yeah yeah, um, and it just like it just keeps the game so much fresher fresher to me.
1: Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah yeah, I like I like that stuff that type of stuff definitely. Um, so let's see what else is good to talk about. That? There's the like the overarching campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that like how did yeah. that go about?
0: Uh, so actually dumped out half of Adam Zombie Smasher. Okay. Um, The campaign used to be a lot more complicated? There used to be this enormous metagame component where you're building laboratories, where you're... um, Mm -hmm. One of the big things was that every time you um, uh, rescue a city, like rescue civilians from a city, you then have to relocate them to a new city. They're refugees. Okay so then you would like increase the population of some other territory uh-huh. and the zombies are drawn toward the areas that have bigger, high population uh-huh. so it became like this this game of like I don't know shell game of, like uh, moving people around mm-hmm. maybe moving people around in such a way to like draw the horde in a certain direction okay. maybe using them as sacrificial lambs <laughs> okay. um, and I thought this, like, oh, this will be kind of like this will be weird and funny and like it fits with the theme like really well um but it was just so boring. Okay. Why was it boring? It was boring. Um I don't there's something about like the UI that didn't feel good. There's something about like the time and amounts you spent in this the, the amount screen. of time. Right.
1: Like actual real time. Right. Okay.
0: Like people just wanted well not people just wanted, but like people just were miserable doing this part. <laughs> like uh i'm like i i just tried to fix it by like making the the concepts clearer and like making it go you know trying to streamline it um and it just it just was not working
1: it's really hard to balance a game that you play at two different levels yeah like not not the balance of like gameplay balance but balance the like how much how much game should be there right like almost all games that do that like, it's, it's clear where the real game is, right? Like, in XCOM, it's clear, like, the real game is, like, like the tactical combat, right? right? Yeah. Um,
0: and this was kind of, like, my love letter to XCOM for that. Well, oh, X- i got to include both parts, because yeah, you yeah, got yeah. to have the geoscape. Uh, I just, yeah, I just couldn't yeah. like it.
1: I mean, if your missions were longer, like, your pacing is just different, right? Like, right. XCOM is a, I don't know what, 20- or 3-hour game, right? Or AM Zombie Smash was like, a... Th- like games, something like that yeah. so like the relative scales have to be the same right yeah that's true um yeah okay well i'm not surprised that was kind of the issue in yeah. that like yeah people want to get back to the you know <laughs> the fun game like you need just enough of that wrapper to like yeah. link, the, link the thing you, you just the thing you needed is so it's not just like you're just playing a skirmish over and over again
0: exactly like, just have like the most bare bones thing that's there and like that's that's more than enough. Like, mean, people don't know that there's this giant metagame missing because, like, <laughs> right. it was never there. Yeah, I wouldn't so. have,
1: I wouldn't have thought, noticed at all. I was like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Seems, this seems fine. <laughs> it brings me to the next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do remember, like, I thought the, like, the victory condition thing for that was kind of interesting uh-huh. because that's super tricky to do right, right? It and, is. like, all of those games that, like, have, like, you know, your XCOM or your Darkest Dungeon or, I'm trying to another good example. But, you know, all those games that have, like, you know, these 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 skirmishes that are linked together in this giant campaign, like, you know, how do you make it so the player always has a shot, but, like, also they could potentially lose, right? Like, yeah. that's that's a huge issue. So, how did remind me how, I remember, like, there was, like, a flag moving along, like, a yeah. meter or something.
0: So it's kind of inspired by board games where there's, yeah. like, a victory track. Yep. Um, so every time you do something, the track kind of increases, and every time the zombies do something, their track increases. Um, and on the track, there are, like, these certain milestones. Right. Like, when the zombies reach at this point, then they get super zombies. Um, and <laughs> it's balanced in kind of an interesting or funny way, I think, is that the zombies, so when you're in the tactical mode, the mm-hmm. zombies get a point, point. Every time they infect a human being. Okay. So if a zombie bites someone, they get that one more point. And that's what moves them along the track. Moves them, yeah. Um, so, kind of the one strategy is you don't let the zombies but eat you, the humans. You kill off the humans you'd first. Kill the humans. <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's this concept of a, a firewall, or what's it called? Firebreak. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so when, the, when there's a forest fire, you intentionally destroy trees so yeah. that the fire has no more uh, fuel. Yeah. And so you create this firebreak. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: So it, to you, is that like a totally fine way to play? It's, it's like maybe it's not what you considered, but it, did like, you think of that before you shut the game or
0: not? So what I was hoping for. Um, and I think that actually worked out i'm really happy with how it worked out is that what I want players to do is when they first start playing, they are extremely um careful about trying to get as many human beings as possible about trying to rescue everyone okay. about um, you know trying to be the hero and I wanted by the end of the campaign
1: them to feel like for them
0: to just not even right. think twice about. Destroying a swath of um, <laughs> civilian trying to escape for for the good of yeah sure uh, the world map
1: yeah they've been on an emotional journey yeah <laughs> uh, yeah
0: and I think I think the game like was was able to achieve that okay um,
1: so you was, knew that was like part of it basically you figured that people would do that and right. like they figured right. that part of it out yeah I oh, was happy with that yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's interesting um, all right. Um, yeah, so going along the track, I mean, um, I guess the, I guess so. Even if they get ahead, theoretically, if you run the table, you can still win, basically, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so.
1: But presumably, obviously, you can get a situation where it's like, well, there's theoretically there's no real way you can get out from this. So
0: it's uh, yeah, there's there's no real escape valve for that. Um, mm-hmm. like, what's you behind a certain amount, you're kind of better point of return. Um, one of the
1: is it is it good to have the zombies ramp up as it fills up the bar? I mean, it's good yeah. thematically, but it seems right. like it doesn't necessarily <laughs> make the game like you, you probably you know ultimately we do want our players to win, yeah. right? It seems like it leads to some rough situations, but
0: the amount of stuff definitely like was not. Um, it has some stuff that I was pretty unsatisfied with, Uns- but unsatisfied with, yeah, right? Because like some of, the, some of that stuff was. Um, sometimes you're at a point of no return, but yeah. it's incredibly difficult to kind of like recognize that. Mm. Um, it's one of those things where you have you have to play the campaign once, and then you kind of like oh, I get I get a feel of the numbers now. Now I can play it for real, which I'm not. I'm not a big fan of games that do that. Um, it has one thing that I really wish I could have taught better was that if you rescue every human being before nighttime comes. You win the territory. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And winning that. the territory is kind of like the key to winning. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't like spell that out as strong as I could. Because when you get a territory, that gives you extra points every single month. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Except sure for sequel. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be clearer.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, I mean, one thing I really, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those, you know, it's, I, I'm most fascinated by like the, the like the score bar because there's a lot of games that do something (laughs) like that you know whether it's like Battlefield with like the you know kind of like the victory points the the, the push back and forth and like tickets right Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm, call the ticket mm -hmm. system and like you know and it's kind of the idea like you have one score you have two right because you could have had one score where like it goes towards the zombie side and then if you succeed it starts going back the other way and the advantage of that is even if it got to like 99% on the zombie side you could still theoretically win right but that also could like make the game kinda of last forever. Right? Yeah. Whereas your version has like the advantage of like the game's gonna end.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm I'm I have very strong feelings about tug of war score things. I think I, they I, are. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I I they drive me crazy. Kind okay. of. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> there are some board games that I sometimes play where it's like the they have like a tug of war thing where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you from doing this thing I'm going to stop you from doing this thing you like keep on counting each other forever yeah. and like the game never ends and yeah. like I just what's I've, happening if, <laughs> I, if
1: I do a tug of war thing I, I want to I would think of doing it where you'd collapse in the sides
0: exactly like so
1: like oh you have to either plus negative plus 20 or negative 20 to win and then oh the game's gone too long now it's plus 18 plus minus 18 and then eventually it's like plus 2 minus 2 like one (laughs) of you guys is going to hit this right like okay now whoever puts the ball in the basket next wins the game like whatever right Um, yeah
0: and use some sort of like apocalypse timer like the world will end now yeah like
1: just end it yeah it's such a common problem. I'm surprised that like maybe this is just like kind of insolvable, like just every side every way to do it has some slight problem, right? Yeah. Um yeah. I actually think the thing that does it best is baseball. Oh really? Yeah, because like
0: I don't even know how what what's the
1: Well, like I mean it's not anything fancy, it's just that like you can always score more runs. Like if you're down ten to zero and it's oh. the bottom of the ninth inning and there's two outs, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, you know, extremely unlikely, but you could still come back. Right. Whereas in, like, you know, football or soccer or basketball or whatever, if you're down by, you know, football, you're down by, like, 30 points in the fourth quarter, like, you know, the game's over.
0: That's a right. really good point. I never thought about baseball yeah. that way. Whereas yeah. in baseball,
1: like, you know, it's extremely it's extremely unlikely, but it's not inconceivable. Right. 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 Um, so, yeah. I don't know. That's a really good point. Uh, not that, you know... I try to think sometimes of like, like what's that thing about I guess the thing about baseball is like why are most games not like that I guess it's the concept of the out right like yeah. You t- usually most games are like you take an action and then the other side gets to take an action where here is like baseball is like you take an action and if that action succeeds take another action Yeah. and normally we would be like oh well that's crazy that's like positive <laughs> feedback loop right like don't do that
0: uh-huh.
1: so yeah it would be like in like I don't know. Like an XCOM mission where everyone's dead, but there's like one guy left, and they're like, well, shoot. UV. If you kill an alien, we'll let you shoot again, right? Like, right. If you can, every time, if you succeed on your shots each time, you can keep doing it. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, Adam's, 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 I mean, you, you released it? Yeah. I guess, geez, six months. That's pretty impressive, actually. Like,
0: uh, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. It's it's actually a pretty smallish game, but um,
1: well, I mean, it's a it's a good game.
0: Yeah, it's no, I mean, really I, I, I it's love hard it. to make a game a <laughs>
1: like that good in that short of a time.
0: Yeah, so, I was like, really happy with how it turned out.
1: Yeah, um, I love the just the scope of it, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I love strategy games, but like, yeah. there's so many strategy games where I feel like maybe after 10 hours, I might start to understand what's potentially interesting about it. And like, I'm afraid a lot of these games, I like, get to the 10 hour and I'm like. I don't think there's anything interesting here. Well, shoot, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the, as Zombie smasher was like, I got this complete experience, like just in this like three hour chunk, like yeah. you know, like that's great. Um, so, anyway, so it came out. Um, did it do really well right away, or how did it go? Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Like financially, it, it like the Zombie smasher is like the successful one for me.
1: Okay. Yeah, but did, um, it, but did it sell well right out of the gate, or did it rely um, on like someone notable had to like start talking about it? Or
0: I think it took some time to ramp up, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it eventually kind of like just had a slow burn, and it did pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: All right. So then you're like, better stop making strategy games, gotta go make something else.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean I love I love jumping genres. <laughs> it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: did you did you was Three Flights of Lovey next or was there something else?
0: Yeah, that was the next one. Um so after Adam's Zombie Smasher I spent like I wanna say like a year just trying out different prototypes. Mm-hmm. Um and they all, you know, for various reasons it just wasn't really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of getting into a rut cause like, ah, why is just, just nothing is just sticking with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the, like in, I want to say like November or December, mm-hmm. the people from the adult Thumbs podcast yep. contacted me and they said, cause they, they were, they had been taking a break and they said, yeah, hey, we're coming back. Um, we're going to start our podcast again. we're going to reboot it and we we're going to do a Kickstarter and we're wondering if you want to make a game for us, Brendan. All right. I uh, assume
1: you were friends with them. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew them.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> so, like that's a very forward-forward call. So, wow, it's quite demanding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought, yeah. I mean, I, I had listened to the podcast a lot. I thought they were really funny. So yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I, this will be great. Mm. Um, so I sent them a bunch of prototypes and kind of the the really quick and dirty thirty flights thing I had made a long while ago. Kind of caught their eye. Um,
1: what were you trying to do with thirty flights? Like.
0: So, this was one of the various like grouty bone prototypes. Um, And this was this just had like a scene where you go in a bar and you meet your friends, then smash cuts to like your friend after a heist and being all bloody. That that was the end of the prototype. Um, I thought, okay, just play with you know film techniques, play with cuts, see what we can do. Um, in
1: Gravity Bone, was the only cut the one at the very end of the game? The very end, okay. you're right, you're right, So it's like the first time you tried that
0: technique. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so in the Gravity Bone, or in 30 Flights, it kind of takes you to a different time and place, and then you kind of, like, go on from there. Whereas in Gravity Bone, you're kind of, like, flashing back to the past and yeah. flashing back to the present. Well, but
1: in, in 30 Flights, 11, you also have just cuts that, like, You'll just dump to, like, I'm like, 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 like a sniper lady for, like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, like yeah, just that's little true. cuts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. That's true. Um, but anyway, go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, and this we just had, like, a... They were, you know, launching their Kickstarter mm. pretty soon-ish. So I had, like, a very set time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it totally brought me out of my, like, development rut. Because, okay. like, there's something about having... A need. Mm-hmm. Got a ship. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't have time to kind of feff around I just said like whatever I made was gonna ship right. um, and there was something kind of like liberating about you know developing in permadeath mode where it's like yeah. everything I do is set in stone
1: and did you think like you did it was not like I, when you first heard that like this seems like an interesting commercial choice of like you're gonna make a game and then give it away a bunch of people and then I guess I assume you figured you'd sell it later yeah.
0: Right. But, um, so it was part of their Kickstarter as one of the reward tiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, later on in the year, like a few months later, it would be available on Steam. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, so they liked the little snippet. Mm-hmm. And then how did you decide, how to? De- how, what did you decide to do with it, like, from there?
0: Um, I think we just started building it. Because, like, the time was just so tight that yeah. we didn't really have time to really, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, think about different weird things to do. I, was like, okay. well, I, guess,
1: to... I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, why did you build it the way you did? What were you trying to do with the game?
0: Oh, right. Um, yeah, I mean, the the, the the goal of it was to play with the idea of, of cuts. Yeah. So like, how can we... What are different ways we can play with it? Like, what kind of um, funny things can happen because of this thing? Um, and so it was all about just figuring out, does this feel good? Well, players kind of like figure this out mm-hmm. um is this like even worth doing um and yeah we just started building it
1: and why do you think cuts are interesting in a video game
0: I think cuts are interesting because I think we're kind of I think Half-Life 1 kind of changed the first person um world pretty hard and mm-hmm. that Half Life 1 kind of became, well, well just to be clear, Half Life 1, amazing game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, it kind of became like the standard of like, you gotta have the player's viewpoint mm-hmm. and you gotta never cut from it. And that was kind of like the really big, um, or one of the big innovations that they did. And mm-hmm. um, it worked to incredible effect. Yeah. And we just thought it would be funny. To, like, what if we kind of went the opposite way of that? Um, intentionally breaking player's viewpoint um and seeing what what kind of feelings does that conjure okay yeah
1: um what's all this stuff in the game mean <laughs> 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 the again. i mean it's kind yeah. of absurdist right like the, the feeling of it so what you know why did you make it the, the actual stuff in the game the actual theme and the content and the stuff like why did you make it that 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 way
0: yeah um I mean, a lot of it is just like like how do we like i like I like it when games try to play with um, emotions and feelings that we don't often see like I think uh, a lot of games focus on um you know tension fear anxiety um, and Kind of like a big thing of thirty flights, and I think what what I was t- trying to play with was, uh, what are some things that are not those things? what if there were like, I mean, this is, I'm not the first person to do this, of course, but like I like it when games kind of play with different things, like you know, the downtime between things, yeah. um, the feeling of camaraderie, of loss, of you know, remembering things. Yeah, um, yeah. I
1: was about to say, I was trying to think of the emotions. It's like it's like regret. It's like nostalgia. It's like yeah. yearning. And I don't even know. I mean, there's no real story to talk about per se. Like, I can't explain it in terms of a plot, right? It's it's mostly just like the tone, you know. Yeah, the I tone, mean, the music, the you know, the locations you're in, the things they suggest happened, right?
0: Kind of um, like the the whenever I show it like shows or expos, uh, I, it's just short enough that everyone just like plays the entire thing, right? And like the the feedback I usually get is like, I don't know what just happened but I like it (laughs) and like like, that's to me that's perfect like I don't um, but I think like like plot is kind of one of the something that I'm not particularly interested in right I'm more interested in like conjuring up a a certain feeling of tone of like uh, a character that you think about yeah yeah. and that was like can we can we just try this little experiment and see what happens. Yeah.
1: Speaking of which, I actually think that was something also really cool about Ed- of Zombie Smasher is like, you know, again, no real s- story, mm-hmm. but you had all these little, like, snippets. Yeah. And you obviously picked a very, you had a very strong sense of like, you know, it wasn't a random location. It was like, you know, South America, you yep. know, dictator, banana republic, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I like I like games that put in <sighs> putting in stories without having to use plot elements right right because right. like some I feel like it's wasting my time but like I don't want to dry I don't want a dry game yeah right I want a game with like feeling in it right I mean that's sounds like like a lot of people get figured that like that's where the, the that's what the plot's supposed to deliver mm-hmm. right
0: I think yeah I mean I think plot is kind of like the thing you least remember of a thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: amazing. People say all the time about games like, oh, yeah, I played the game with the camp. I can't remember. I don't remember what any of these characters had to do with each other. Yeah. They probably remember the characters. Exactly. Like, You're, this guy was like, this guy was a hard ass, or like, like that you so funny, or blah, blah, blah. Like,
0: when you play, like, when I played Dragon Age, um, the latest one, uh, just like I was infatuated with bringing different combinations of characters on missions mm-hmm. and just hearing their banter. It's like, mm-hmm. what happens if I bring this guy and that person? <laughs> what kind of banter am I going to get? And, like, that was, like, my most memorable part of it. It's just, like, yeah. the characters. You just want to be there and, you know, soak it all in. All right. um, okay.
1: Uh, I yeah. have to ever ask you about, like, the <laughs> last 10 or 12 panels that come up at the end of Amity Zombie Smasher. <laughs> because I wish I could. I, I haven't seen them in years, so I just have <laughs> do have memory. But what I remember is, like, like, the first couple makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember, like, a plant that's growing, like, AK-47s or something like that. Yes. And, like, at some point, the president is an iron lung or yes. something. And then he's, like, a mecha robot. He's a mecha president. He's a yeah. mecha president. And, like, it's like, you know, the, the first three or four, you can kind of follow it. And then you're like, maybe you can follow it. And by the time you get to the end, it's like, this doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like, justify yourself. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I mean, I so so they're not random images. They are like I do have like my own personal Canon. Of, <laughs> okay. of, of there the, is a Canon for yeah. this. Uh, um but I I think that my personal Canon is like so there's something about when the creator tells the world like this is what this is what the truth is of of my thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I feel that just ends all conversation. Okay. And I feel that is, like, it kind of... Like, I think the great thing about art is that it provokes these feelings and emotions and, like, um, thoughts in people. And, like, when someone steps in and says, like, here's here's what it is, Mm -hmm. it kind of kills the art to me, Mm -hmm. in in my opinion. Um, And so... What I like about Adam Zombie Smasher is that it gives a lot of um, you know, latitude yeah. for the players to, to, you know, what, how are they piecing these things together. Yeah. Um,
1: well, there's plenty of latitude. Yeah. Right? Like I, re- I remember the stuff about the ending of Adam Zombie Smasher, like, you know, five years later. When most games, I don't remember what happened to the ending, right? right? You know, so... <laughs>
0: And business. as long as as long as it's like totally consistent, yeah. I think it's like, all right, it, it fits here. I don't know why. But yeah, it just does. yeah. I'm glad I don't have to explain
1: why it works. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean I I like I like how it all came together. But I felt I felt like I were remiss if I didn't like try to get you to like yeah yeah explain what was going on there. What what's the plants growing the AK-47? <laughs> so, give, give me something. Give me at least like a, 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 a drop here.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think back, the plants, uh, yeah, there was something, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right,
1: there was canon, you may have also forgotten it, this may all be <laughs> a clever like, the, the creators should not speak about them knowing the story. There's a
0: Google Doc, there's, there's a, a Google, Google Doc, right. in there, yeah.
1: Be published on your death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, okay, all right, so, uh, 40 Flights 11, um, so yeah, you experiment with cuts, you know, a lot of work with tone. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, those—that's the part of those the, that game that that worked. Yeah, Um yeah. And
0: uh, and no player death.
1: <laughs> player death. Yeah, that's right. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't—you weren't worried at all about having quote-unquote gameplay, basically. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I felt that like. Was there even bone.
1: like a like a like a mild puzzle in that game? I don't remember.
0: I, I don't know. You basically just walk in no. open doors. Yeah, you're. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of looking at things.
1: Is this the original Walking Simulator? <laughs> or were there other ones out at this point? I don't
0: I, I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um,
1: all right. Cool. So after that was, was do you move on to Quadrilateral Cowboy right after that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I told you that I was kind of in a development slump. And the yeah. Third Defy kind of like, whoa! I can like, I feel good about making stuff again, mm-hmm. and um. Quadrilateral Cowboy just kind of came out of that, where it's like, I'm excited to like you know try something weird and new. Right. Um, well, so
1: tone-wise and thematically, it feels like a bit of a piece with mm-hmm. Three Flights of Loving, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can see Quadrilateral Little cow- Cowboy, it's, it's easy to see, like, oh, these actually are in the same world. Right. Um, and, I mean, is this too simplistic to say? Like, you had developed this, this kind of, like, theme, and then you wanted to figure out how to put a game into it? Is that um, sort of what happened? Or?
0: It kind of started with the mechanic for this one. Okay, um, So it was all about the little laptop that you could type commands in. Right, okay. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about what this game is going to be, but I know it's going to have a little laptop that you type commands in.
1: Okay, why did you manage to make a game about that? <laughs> Hot new idea to yeah. Yeah. a command line inside the game.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love the idea of carrying around this little tiny crappy laptop and just like throwing it on the ground and just mm. like start typing on it because um, I think I I grew up using DOS yeah and then like we don't use you know DOS we don't use DOS anymore. anymore it's kind of this thing that we don't use and um there's something but like so on my copy of Windows uh the search function doesn't work okay. I don't know why there's like something about the indexing I messed it up somehow okay so whenever I need to like search for, like uh, I know the file is an ex- I know uh, the file has a letter j in it, but I don't know what you know what it was I'll have to like load up a cMD command mm. a DOS window to like search for it and there's something like kind of i felt good about that mm. something kind of like empowering of
1: and speaking the computer's language again or uh,
0: yeah like kind of and like i I can yeah I, there's something about knowing like these magic words to make this thing happen mm. there's something kind of um, that felt special. Um, and I kind of wanted to like, how can I kind of give, share this same feeling with other people? I like mm-hmm. this feeling of like learning these, these incantations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of, kind of like, well, a little little tiny laptop. Let's do that. Okay.
1: So you wanted to need a laptop in, but how, how did you figure out what to do with the laptop?
0: Yeah, uh, that took a lot of just like trying out different things. Did you knew it um, was going
1: to be like a heist style game from the beginning, or
0: not? I had like a really, really vague idea. Um, so the original, the original idea was different in that. Um, let's see if I remember it quickly. You're in a you're in a building and you're trying to like, um, you, know, pack, you know, steal something. Mm-hmm. Um, the original idea was that if, whenever you want to, like, um, plug yourself into the, the cyber world, mm-hmm. your body would be defenseless. Okay. And so, whenever you plug in the cyber world, you would either A, need to find, like, a really, really secure hiding spot in the building, or you would, like, plant trip mines and, the uh, like Claymores around, around you. the room yeah around your room, yeah. um and then you could like program the trip mine to like um, play notification noise in cyber world when someone trips it mm-hmm. um, so it was more I guess it was more i don't know it was it was less like doing different jobs more about this one world where you're kind of flipping between cyber world and real world over and over again right um. And then as as Dilma continued, it kind of became more, I don't know, compartmentalized, so that every map was just one heist. Okay. It was easier to develop.
1: Wait, wait, okay. it's got more. So it used to be, you thought it was just to be like one giant. Yeah, well, it was more uh, in that direction. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because, I mean, did you think it was going to be a shorter game at that point, basically?
0: I thought, so all my previous stuff had taken like six months or so. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to make this be a long game going to be, like, 12 months. Right. Uh, it ended up being, like, four years. So it was as long as I thought it was. Um, but yeah, I did think it was going to be a long one.
1: Did you... So, a game going from 12 months to four years, how does that happen? Does that happen, like... Does that happen one month at a time? Or did at some point, you, like, did half... You know, two years in, did you just realize, like, well, I don't know when the end line is. And I'm just going to have to find my way out.
0: I think a lot of it was... Um, yeah, so I mean, I like I like jumping to like different genres and like trying mm-hmm. out, see... because I think I think there's something special about going out of your comfort zone and like intentionally doing something that um, you're not super versed in. Like I like right. I love it when I see uh, dramatic actors do comedic mm-hmm. roles, and, sure. like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, what's this is gonna like I don't know what it's gonna look like, but it's gonna be interesting, right? Because um, they just bring something new to it. And I thought, oh, I mean, I want to see what I—I I want to see how I can make a immersive sim game.
1: Okay, that's kind of how you thought of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, like, what, what does a Blendo Games immersive sim look like? I'm super curious. Turns out, immersive sims are hard to make. <laughs> they, they, uh, they take a long time, and uh, I didn't—I guess I didn't like, you know, fully appreciate that until you know, pretty deep into development.
1: Sure. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of parts. Like near the end of the game, when you have so many pieces, like sometimes I was like, "I'm not quite sure which piece I'm supposed to be using here." Right. <laughs> because I like, can sometimes like I think I can fit that. What's the little walker guy? The little weevil. Yeah, I think I can fit through that bar. Uh-huh. I, can through that bar. I can't. Uh, I can't tell. Um, and like in the the one the space elevator mission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to. That was the I think the one maybe that I had to finally look up something. Sure. Because I totally missed the the great. Behind the Oh the ramen the empan- yeah, yeah. Empanada bar Or whatever <laughs> uh-huh. Instead I saw the other Grates in the ground I'm like Well I guess that's it Because I could get the guy I actually was able To drop the guy in there oh, okay. Because then I'm like I can't figure out What to do with this Like <laughs> And the pressure plate Over the bathroom Didn't open so Right Right Right
0: Right I don't know what to do And I,
1: I went behind the bar I just didn't look down Right
0: yeah, I don't that's... know why I did that. Because <laughs> players never look <laughs> players never look down or up. So yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I mean you wanna hide it, right? You don't want to just put it right in the middle of the ground, but at the same time, like yeah. if yeah. you miss it the first time, then that's yeah. a major that's problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. But
0: yeah, just that, that kind of level design was something that, you know, I was I was learning and doing at the same time. And mm-hmm. you know, that that's just it took a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I think that's interesting is like halfway through it kind of turned into a different game than I expected, right? <laughs> because and they're both interesting, mm-hmm. and I kind of wonder if maybe it would have been better to like fully develop more like one or the other. Because early right. on it's like, hey, you got all these tools, awesome! You know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna use the weevil and I'm gonna use the sniper rifle and I'm gonna use the jump pad and I'm gonna do all this stuff to like break in and then and then mm-hmm. suddenly like. Oh, now it's this weird time management game where you're these three different characters, and like, right? Well, that's cool, but that's kind of weird because it's like halfway into the game, and now I'm like doing something totally different. Like, this must have been freaking hard to make. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, what happened with that?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to put myself back in that time period. uh, so I was working with another level designer, uh, Tynan Wales. who okay. used to work at 2K doing the Bioshock two games. Okay, um, uh, absolutely brilliant designer and just a wonderful person. Um, and we worked together for about six months. He was doing level design, um, and so every morning he he took the bus to to our little co working office. And one day, uh, and during the bus ride, he would come up with these like incredible weird funny ideas yeah. and one day he came in with the idea of like you know what what if we could like have the three characters and like do the mission like simultaneously mm. and like you, you kind of like record them doing stuff um,
1: have you played that there's a flash game where you click on something it's like it's so long as i played it
0: is but, it like multiple characters in different timelines doing stuff
1: sort of it's like you Oh man. You you have like ten clicks each time through, and then the next time through you do ten more clicks. And you're you're counting on the clicks from before to click on something yeah. the the yeah, second yeah, yeah. time through. Did you play that? I did. Okay.
0: It was really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really it was really pretty
1: cool. We should what's the name of that, that game? It was like some weird flash game. It was you know, even available, but obviously that that was like I was like, oh whoa, it's yeah. kind of like that, except it's like a full feature. You know, it's like a full you know, totally really first person game, so which is cool. Like, it's so the idea. It was just like, yeah, well, super <laughs> ambitious to like switch to this. So he he was like, we should try something like. Well,
0: this. yeah, he came in with like thinking like he's just, he's, he just suggested this. Um, okay, but what was funny uh-huh. was that um, like a couple months beforehand, I had independently come up. With the exact same thing, the exact same idea. Right, the same idea, and I thought, okay, this must mean something this because. Because <laughs> like we, 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 Ty and I kind of share a lot of kind of design sensibilities. Right. Um, and when I came up, when I, when I kind of like was thinking about this months beforehand, I thought, well, I mean, how far along were you at
1: this point? Two years in or something?
0: Um, around there, I want to say yeah. Honestly, okay. yeah. Right. Um, you know, when I, when I was thinking about it, I thought, well, I mean, it's, a, like, uh, the most beforehand, most beforehand, I thought, well, it's a cute, it's a funny idea, but, like, I, I know my technical, like, skill level, and this feels kind of, like, a little bit beyond my reach. Mm. But then, like, when Tynan came up with it independently, I thought, well, I mean, maybe this isn't as hard as I'm thinking it is, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's just something about there's something about having someone else kind of believe in something,
1: Verifying the the thing in your head. Yeah, yeah it's
0: like well, I mean, yeah. There's we
1: we, we can't both be crazy. <laughs> I like
0: mean, we know it's a good idea, but right. so I mean, we might as well, since we since we both think it's such a good idea, we might as well like just at, at least try it out. So
1: it is a good idea for the next game that you should have worked on. That's all, i just going to throw that out there. <laughs> no,
0: that that is like, uh, that is a extremely rational way of looking at it.
1: <laughs> I mean, and you could totally even use the same characters in the same world, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And it would have, you know, let you kind of like really focus on mastering just the part you're trying to ship. No, anyway.
0: But I think that, that's like, for me, um, um, that's like the fun part of doing independent design, mm-hmm. is that you can do
1: potentially crazy decisions
0: like not even potentially just like you know, this, <laughs> yeah. provably yeah provably, you could do a bath proof to show that this is beyond all doubt uh, yeah yeah, um, yeah I, mean, I think sometimes just like I think sometimes like I, the way I design is like not so much about like this is a good idea this is a bad idea but just, like this just feels like something that would be interesting okay. and, like I just want to see it <laughs>
1: <laughs> did it? Did it feel? In, did it fit into like the thematic progression of the game in a way for you? Like intuitively? Like
0: yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, it did feel like um, it was always about these three kind of characters, right? And, and were just the the, of,
1: were the three characters in there even before you guys had this idea, right? Okay. Right. It was always about you and your friends. So until then, you hadn't been able to. So this is why you guys both had the idea.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Because
1: you had the friends in the game, but you weren't actually using the friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No. Um, yeah, and just like, why not just have all, all of them do stuff? Yeah. It just kind of fell into place. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it is definitely a scaled back version of what ideally a game like this would be. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my we considered doing like a lost vikings thing mm-hmm. which probably which would have been technically a lot more um, reasonable um, I think what the ideal situation would have been something like some sort of rewind mechanic like braid where you can like go back and forward and yeah. modify things really easily um, I did I did lost saving yeah exactly because that's, that's a kind of like a the makeshift rewind function is just quick load and quick save um, but yeah I mean it um, kind of it kind of did its message and you know kind of got out before it got tiring a film
1: now um this might be hard for me to describe Mm -hmm. but like how much do you think about like different ways through the level like one of the levels i found out later i solved completely the wrong way yeah but i'm like well at least i guess i got through it um it's the level where there's that elevator so this is when you are doing the multiple characters and it's like a bank or something you go in, and, like, there's a stock ticker.
0: I right, think. yeah.
1: Um, so you go up there, go up the elevator, you come down, and there's somewhere there's a timer that starts, where You have to get out the front door before then. Right. And I couldn't figure out how to get out the front door quickly enough. And I, uh, figured out, I figured out why. So mm. what I eventually did was there's those boarded-up windows, uh-huh. and they open Yeah. if you, like, shoot that thing or something. So yeah. I used the sniper thing to shoot that thing, and mm-hmm. I just ran out of the window before, yeah. before like, the, the guns couldn't shoot me. So, did you conceive of that as a
0: yeah legitimate? Um, so that 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 route is the the um, the escape valve route in case like in the, case the person doesn't the, yeah the, the door the door closes after the timer expires. Okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I made the game like well I can I can finish a level right and um, once I made sure that was possible I say like, all right if they here's, like, another way to do it. Right, right. Um, But, yeah, making levels in which, like, multiple people, there are like, multiple routes was uh, was something I, I didn't really, um, had not really done before. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of the more difficult things, like, because, like, if you play on my previous, kind of, first-person stuff, they're kind of more guided experiences, mm-hmm. and you kind of go through this very specific, like, scripted thing. Right. Um, and this was just completely to something I was not really too familiar with.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that's tough about that is there it's tough if you ever have a feeling like you're supposed to be reading the designer's mind, you know, and, you know, with each of those tools, it's kind of like I kind of want you to be like, okay, this room, it's time to use this tool. Just let me know right up front so I'm not, like, doing something really bizarro. Yeah. Um, And, like, most of the time it actually worked out pretty well because I'm like, oh, there's... There's a window here, and there's like a button right in the middle of the wall, so um, this is probably like a sniper thing. But like, uh, you know, you know, thematically it's not great to be so heavy-handed, but like, at the same time, like from the player's side, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what to do here. No,
0: you're you're totally right. Um, that was one of kind of the, um, what do you call it, kind of like a identity crisis thing that the game was going through, mm-hmm. was like, is this game all about just having systemic tools and having the player kind of having to figure it out? Or is it more about giving the player these fun toys and just letting them use them and just like basically guiding them into this kind of experience? Right. Um, and at some point it kind of leaned more toward let's just give them these fun toys and have it pretty clear of like... What
1: you're supposed to do. Yeah,
0: here you should be doing this. Um, yeah, but definitely there were parts where like it could have been uh, they kind of like waffled between the two a little bit too hard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I think eventually, you sorry, you know, as you introduce the items, you just kept them in the inventory, right? Right. Like, I guess one option is you could have like, if they don't use it at all in this level, you could yeah. Do that. And I'm trying to remember if that even applies.
0: I think that was there for a while, but it, it, for some reason, it just felt weird sure. and like it felt kind of like I don't know. There was yeah. there was something about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was my gut of like. It should just have these three tools, and you can only use these three tools. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is more <laughs> of a random anecdote than anything else. So sure. you streamed some of your development. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you... Did, how did that go? Like,
0: It was good. I mean...
1: Uh, uh, did you have, like, regular people show? Like, what was the, the community like?
0: So I started it mostly because, like, I... Because um, marketing is hard. Yeah. I thought, what what is something that I can do is, like, cheap and easy and fast? mm mm-hmm. um, And just, like, streaming your desktop is... Doesn't really require effort from Mm me. Um, So it's like, yeah, I just do this like every, I don't know, every morning. I'll just stream for like an hour. Um, And yeah, there were definitely like people who just started appearing over and over and over again. And it was cool because like they, um, like they become very, uh, uh, they know, they learn kind of like how you work Mm -hmm. and like they'll start pointing out like, you Mr. Curly Brace in that code there or something like that <laughs> <laughs> or like they'll, they'll just spot things and um, it was there was something cool about having this small like this nice group of people who are just like following the game it, as it progressed would
1: you keep, you keep you on task because like you're not going to just like tab out to you know your browser or whatever because like yeah. you know everyone's there
0: or? I've never worked harder my entire life really?
1: like, <laughs> was it like kind of exhausting like he would only stream so much per day
0: uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say the word exhausting, but it was very, like, intense uh-huh. and kind of, like... Because, um, like, you're 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 kind of performing. No. You're kind of on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of... It's one of those... So, uh, one of my... The people I work with, he, he had this, like... Um, this thing that he always believed in, which, like, the way that you know that you truly have mm-hmm. mastered something is if you can explain it to someone sure. else. Yeah. And... I was realizing more and more that... Because like I, I would verbalize like what I was doing and, like, um, whatever I was working on. And I was really, I was like, there's some things where it's, like, I can't really, like... There are things here and there that I just couldn't, like, fully verbalize it to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but just, like, the act of trying to verbalize it made me kind of, like, understand it much, much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of... There's something kind of weird about it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like having to to uh, build the game for a live audience was uh, uh, it keeps you extremely on task, yeah. and like the amount of work that you get done in one hour is unbelievable. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm kind of interested in trying that out at some point. Um, although my the work I do is so much less visual.
0: Well, so. I mean, that's kind of the thing is that I feel it's it's not so much about well, in my opinion, because I think a lot of other streamers have different opinions on this, is that for me, it's more about just being there every set time, like every yeah. Tuesday at 3pm, and just as long as you're consistent, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, because like, you're just like this constant presence, yeah. and you're reliable and you'll always be there.
1: Do you feel like the voices from chat, like, change the game in an
0: appreciable way? Um, I think it kind of helped me out in a lot of, like, um, design things here and there, mm-hmm. where... Because there's something about being a, an extremely small team developer mm-hmm. where I know... I have a lot of, I guess, like, the like baggage. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there are things that I intentionally avoid because I've been through that, and I know it's going to, like, cause me a lot of pain. Um, they are, like, solutions that... Um, um, I've tried and have you know been problematic in whatever ways, and there's something about having this like fresh perspective mm-hmm. that just like doesn't have all this baggage and just like says what they're thinking. Yep. And
1: it's, yeah, it's valuable. Yeah,
0: it's extremely valuable.
1: So I saw one of your at some point. I saw I saw you you know, tweet you know from time to time that you were streaming. And one time I was like, oh, I'll check it out. I clicked on it, mm-hmm. and you were you were doing a weather vane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're, like, you know, you're, yes. like, going through Google Images, and you, know, like, found a weather vane, and I guess you, like, kind of, like, make it black and white so that you can do whatever, and, like... Right. And I was, like, oh, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. So I kept an eye out, and then I noticed, you know, the game, like, when you're on the, the, the boat, uh-huh. I looked up, and, like, there's the weather vane!
0: <laughs> I'm,
1: like, all right, awesome. I saw, I saw him make that weather vane. This um, weather vane that you know.
0: see in exactly one level. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and why? And that's the other thing. I was, like... I am also never going to make a, a game where you have to build every level by hand. That seems crazy, and to have to do it like mostly by yourself, like that's man, yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah,
0: um, I became much more in love with procedural <laughs> generation after this game. Yeah,
1: yeah. And <laughs> Zombie Smash Smashers looking pretty good, right? Like, um, yeah. Cool. All right. So it came
0: out. You're happy with
1: you're happy with how it came out?
0: Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I it was award winning.
1: It's a yeah. Apparently, it, 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 for for the podcast, he just won the IGF Grand Prize yesterday. Yesterday, the day before this week, yeah,
0: this which stuff. was wild. I I did not, I did not expect that because yeah. like I mean, you know, when you're a developer, you know all about your game and you know all about it's like the things that you wish you could spend more time yeah. on, and things like that. It's like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna win anything for this. <laughs> were they were they crazy? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know.
1: That's cool. How did it feel?
0: It, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. It feels great. It feels great. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to think. But, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, cool. Well, promise brings us up to the present. Do you want to talk at all about what you think you might do next?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm not. So yeah. The, I'm nowadays. I'm kind of I'm taking a little. Um, not working as hard okay. <laughs> so right. I'm just doing some like poking around here and there mm-hmm. on small stuff um I'm doing a couple of small prototypes mhm uh one of them is where you build uh Disneyland rides okay, okay like Haunted Mansion in the Pirates Caribbean okay um right. you're gonna game go through it like you can see right. the rides you build the ride like and it's and very ride. physical okay. yeah it's not yeah. like a tycoon-ish oh no 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 yeah okay yeah so the the would it be a toy it's not so much a game as it is more it's of like a creative tool set okay. or like a toy yeah Okay. Um, so no no mechanics <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> back to get rid of that game stuff
0: all right okay. gotta get rid of that game stuff so it's all about just like building things because yeah. you think they'll be funny okay um, and the other ones is a I'm doing a prototype of doing a sequel to Flotilla okay uh, with the gag being, it'll be for the um, the Vive VR headset. Oh wow! So, okay, that kind of solves a lot of controls, control issues that I had with Jetla, where you're trying to control space ships in a 3D space, right. but you're using kind of like this 2D mouse yeah. controls, which was yeah, which is always been prob- yeah, a little it's bit problematic,
1: awkward. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, huh. Well, all right. Well, that's one game. I guess it would make sense in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, by definition. Uh, huh. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I guess. We'll see. I guess we'll find out when uh, what, what, what happened to all this when the <laughs> podcast comes out. Um, all right, cool. Um, so, I also like to ask when you get to the end of end of like you know what you've done so far with your career. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think you've made games? Like, why have you dedicated you know your your career so far to this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I have made them because. It's because I remember playing games when I was younger and kind of growing up with them and having them being, like, a part of my uh, uh, formative years. Um, and there were always games that I wanted to play but, like, weren't there, like, didn't exist. Um, like, like what did You you mean, like...
1: Do you like, mean like the game didn't match up your expectations or you imagined the game could exist and it
0: didn't? No, the game didn't like exist. Like um, like I wish I could play this specific kind of game, but no one has made it yet. I see, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it kind of like, I think, I think like things... I think your motivations kind of, like, change as you grow up and depending where you are in your life. um, I think now, um, I'm not sure if I could really verbalize it, but it's more about kind of, I'm at a place right now where I I want to see what games can do and kind of, like, and kind of, like, trying to, to share certain, like, to bring out certain like feelings and emotions in people mm-hmm. and to seeing like where can games go with this and like what can what can, uh, what, can we, what can we kind of do in this space what kind of feelings can games create yeah yeah and like there's there's a uh,
1: especially ones that haven't games haven't done yet that right much, right yeah
0: and like, there's there's so much things that we haven't done yet and just you know it's very exciting to be there
1: yeah cool Alright. Well thanks for taking the time to talk. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, people people
0: like it. All this right. was really fun.
1: Yeah.